You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Brooklyn, a land with a myriad of sights, smells, and sounds. That last category being the most interest to us here at B-Side. And out of those many sounds, hitting our eardrums on a daily basis here in Brooklyn, pouring out of car stereos, blasting through apartment windows, and lighting up block parties all through this borough is hip-hop. Kings County has given the world of hip-hop legendary rappers like Big Daddy Kane, Most Def, Jay-Z, Talib Kweli, and Biggie Smalls, just to name a few. Joining those ranks is tonight's spectacular lyricist, the one and only Sky Zoo. His latest album, Music for My Friends, is a collection of personal stories about himself, his friends, and activities and emotions they experienced during their formative teen years. And we're extremely fortunate to have him with us here tonight. One of Brooklyn's true hip-hop gems, the incredible Sky Zoo. I'm your host, Ro Johnson. Most definitely keep it locked here on B-Side. Brooklyn. Just want to tell a couple stories for the night. It look a little bit like that. All day, always, all of us is for, ain't a song change. And all that we done saw is what we all became. We all that we got long as the song played. Hung out in front of the corner store. Got older and took it to the liquor store. Ha, money low, so Bill, we wanted more. Only way we'll separate us, how we pick the cost. Of course, we know where we belong. We know where next to home, but won't be long until we home. See, know that when we home, we putting all where they can all see. Know that they'll adore how we adorn. So as long as we loaded up a cargo, whichever way the car goes. Okay, so welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. So happy to have you here. You're, Thank you. you know, you're definitely known as a lyricist, so mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk to you first about um, your lyrical abilities and the fact that it sometimes it seems like it's a lost art in, right. in hip hop right now. Right. And how how do you feel about that? Do you agree with me? Uh, yeah, I do. You know, but I think the good thing about it, though, at the same time, even though it seems lost, is that it's starting to come back around. You know, there's a lot of artists that are getting play on the radio that do have that ability, that do put that forth. You know, there's, there's a handful of people we can name. So even though it may not be all day on the radio, you know, it may not be the 40 songs that you hear 40 times a day, you may get five or 10 that you hear over and over all day, and those guys do come from that same cloth. So it's starting to come back. You see it, you know, that the tide is starting to change in our life. So who would you put in that category? The guys that's on the radio that, that are doing it, I mean, obviously, you know, J. Cole, Kendrick, you know, Drake, and, and sometimes people like feel a way about Drake, or they, they do or they don't, but you know, Drake is definitely lyrical, so you know, you put him there. Um, there's a good handful of people that have the capability that do do it when they have the time to, as far as the setting and what they're doing musically and where it makes sense. There's, there's a handful of guys. Okay, but usually, do you feel like you don't really hear that lyricism on the radio? It's usually kind of on the album. Right, it's right, kind of absolutely. Buried, right, buried right, absolutely. A couple guys do it, you know, on the radio as well. But for the most part, yeah, you might have to dig a little bit. Okay, yeah. I got you. I got you. Now I heard that you you go into the studio and you just go off the dome. You don't pre-write any of your lyrics. You know, kind of like how well, Biggie did it. Right. Well, I do write, but I don't write at home ahead of time. I write everything on the spot, so I don't go off the head. 
when it comes to the studio, you know, I'll go up the head on the radio or whatever. When it comes to the studio, um, I write everything, but it's just not ahead of time. So what I do is I go to the studio, hit a beat, pull out the phone and just start writing. So it's nothing that's premeditated. It's nothing where I sat home for two days writing and then took it to the studio. And that's not knocking anybody's formula who does that, mm. but it's just whatever works per artist, per creative mind, you mm. know, it's whatever makes sense for that person. And for me, the inspiration really comes when I'm at the studio, sitting in front of the monitor, speaker, speaker, lights low, phone in my hand, and the beat is just blaring and it's okay. beating a hole in my ears and then I'm just writing and 20 minutes later I'm done and I just record. Do you feel like that's a lost art in hip hop, just being able to just to freestyle and just come up oh, with things, absolutely, right? absolutely, absolutely. You know, a lot of times you'll hear about guys who go on the radio or you know you'll see the word freestyle next to their name for whatever it is and it's something that's pre-written or whatever and that's definitely a lost art for sure for sure even a lot of the guys who may be lyrical and may come with it the off the dome you know aesthetic is definitely lost but i pride myself on being able to do that as well the hands do extend till the hand is out of reach The reach be the limbs that will balance out the means The means to it all to get a ski mask involved And you winning or you swimming in the flood of the maroon type Sheets by the dozen and you cover by a boom mic Pardon, the most humble of an autograph The threaded needles of desert eagles and honest raps The high thinking you can find more The balance of the script when the shooter signs off Ballerina fits like two inside four All for the intrigue of a suicide door One time we saw the doors lifting up, and then they never changed. Right. So that's one of my favorite cuts. That's one of my favorite cuts on um, your album. I like the, the storytelling that you have, and it, it just seems like there's a lot of, you know, you're going back and forth about the temptations and right. the, um, you know, choices mm -hmm. that you guys made as kids. Is there a part of you that's talking to kids today, kind of warning them against some of those things? It's definitely me, me speaking to, you know, kids nowadays, just because I understand what it is. So whether it's looked at as a warning, or whether it's looked at as someone who relates. Yeah. It's definitely me speaking to them nowadays as, as someone who gets it, you know? I think a lot of times, as opposed to being spoken down to, it's, it's easier to be level, eye level, and just kick it, you know? So um, it's definitely a lot of that. You kind of hit the nail on the head. All right, well, in, in researching and learning more about you, and, and I've talked to you before, so I know that you've gone to some great schools, <laughs> and you've gotten probably like one of the best educations New York City Public oh, Schools has man. to offer. You heard that, and, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> if my mom and watching. on top of that, you had you know your mom and dad both in your life. You even said you know that your mom was always there. Right. So you had some incredible role models. Are you trying to provide that for some of the kids too? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think with nowadays, it's a lot of what we see mm -hmm. and, and everything is in your phone, everything is in your hand, everything mm -hmm. is what's right in front of you and I think that, you know, nowadays you have to be able to see beyond all that and if, if, if whatever's in your phone and in your hand is what you see, then maybe we can switch that up a little bit and you can see this but then you can also see that and, and see what it all is. Absolutely. And if you can see something then you can aspire to it. Right. You know. Alright, yeah. cool. So. We, we, we've been very rude because we didn't introduce your crew, All your good. people, so let's, <laughs> let's meet. Who do you have here with you today? Oh, this is my DJ Prince. Okay. One time for DJ Prince. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How are you? Right. And, and this is my trumpet player, Sean Taylor. Alright, cool. I just want to know a little bit about your production process and you've worked with some incredible like producers over the years. Like, What's the criteria that you go through to picking producers or tracks or right. whatever? 
Uh, for me, it's what makes sense, you know? It, it's, it's whatever makes sense. Whether the producer has done everything on the radio or is working a nine to five and then going home to work on his craft later, you know? It, it doesn't matter to me. The name doesn't matter. It's all about the sound and what works. And, you know, my abilities and my talents and everything I've been blessed to be able to do is what's walked me in certain rooms to work with certain people, you know? So the same way I can work with a young kid who's up and coming, I can work with some of the biggest producers in the world because of what I've been able to do, the work I've put in, the material that I've put out, and it's a blessing, you know? So when I, when I go looking for beats and I pick beats, it's really about telling the story. And for me, I, I just want to tell stories. I just want to tell great stories, and when I write, it's weird, I want the beat to kind of start telling the story for me ahead of time. So when I hear a beat, I kind of want to feel like the beat is already telling me what to do. I just got to do it. It's like the beat is saying, yo, this is what we're going to talk about. Just fill in the blanks. So then when I go, I just fill in the blanks, you know? Okay, so tell me about the process, that production process with this album, with music right. for my friends. Yeah, it, it's just a, a further extension. You know, for me, every project is about growth elevation, constantly just doing more and more. And, um, you know, for this project, it was more of the jazz aesthetic that I'm a big fan of, but I've never tried to overdo it with the jazz. I never wanted to be the guy who just bombarded you with jazz and you thought that when you came to a Sky Zoo show, we was snapping fingers. You know, that, that was never gonna be the MO. You know, I'm, I'm still from 15 minutes from here. I'm still from down the block in a sense. So, you know, it was never gonna be that. I just wanted to be able to incorporate certain things and merge them together you know, as far as the world I know, dirty drums and hard-hitting beats, but bring in the trumpet, bring in Fender Rhodes, and bring in string sections and saxophones and all those different elements, and then make it make sense somehow. Like if you sitting in your living room and you can hear pop on the daily till it's typical And tying up the motive like my double line contras Until my friends could tell you that I LeBron them Cause all of them they said everything's for sale So it's five passports and we never going to jail So we working on the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth Till it clicks like everything is for real Pharrell, he said everything's for sale So it's five passports and we never going to jail So we working on the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth Till it clicks like everything is for real, for real. Everything's for sale Sean on a humpet and all of that is for real, for real He said everything is for sale Sean on the trumpet and all of that is for real, for real Thanks, thanks, thanks Alright, so I've mentioned this before You've been in the game for a long time right. And then you had a project your debut project was in 06, right? Yeah. Cloud it was Nine. A EP, yep. Three Day High? Yep. Okay. So, how have you evolved? Because you've had, what is it, like three studio albums and like over 17 mixtapes? Yeah, like that? when you think about it, it's crazy. You have a lot of rap. You <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of music. That's a lot yeah, of yeah, music. No, um, yeah, it's uh, three studio albums. Uh, two, three EPs and a plethora of mixtapes. So yeah, about, I think about 16, 17 joints. How have you changed and evolved since, mm. you know, over the span of your career so far? Right. For me, again, it goes back to the elevation idea that I brought up earlier. Um, what I do, I'm a huge basketball fan, huge sports fan, so I relate everything to basketball. So for me, making music is like shooting jumpers. And, you know, you hear the stories of Ray Allen shooting a thousand jumpers a day, which is why he's one of the greatest shooters ever. You know, so for me, whatever you do, do it every day. Do it to where you continue to get better and better every day. So for me, with music, I shoot a thousand jumpers a day musically, you know. So I may not write and record every day, because I don't, you know, I only write and record when I have a project on deck. But I freestyle every day, 
when I'm in the crib, I freestyle, cleaning the crib, doing dishes, whatever. Like, you know, I, it's weird, but like I, I freestyle every day in the crib. So that's lyrical exercise for me. That's shooting a thousand jumpers a day. And that's how each project is able to enhance and grow. And however the fans feel about me on a certain project, it's always however many levels up on the next one, because if it's not, then they could have left me alone on the last one. So I'm never gonna be the guy who, yo, this album is cool, the last one or the one before that was the one, that's never gonna happen, because for me, it's always about the jumper being wetter, you know? It's all about every day, just a thousand joints. Okay, so um, that kind of gets to my next question, which yeah. is, of all your releases and albums, mm -hmm. which one is your favorite? Oh, music for my friends. Okay. Music for my friends. And because why? Well, the reason why is because, um, you know, besides the elevation I brought up, just um, where I went musically, mm -hmm. you know, every project I have creative freedom. And it's something that I'm very blessed and humbled to be able to say because a lot of artists, a lot of my peers, a lot of artists who I know personally who have done tons of things don't have the liberty to say that, you know, and it sucks, you know, but um, I'm able to move how I want to move musically. So with this album, it's just a further extension of what I wanted to do musically. So everything I envisioned for this project, everything I saw for this album, it went exactly the way I wanted it to. Whether it was the trumpet stuff with Sean, whether it was everything Prince brought to the table, whether it was you know the keys and different musical elements, whether it was the stories I wanted to tell, just everything panned out. All these ideas and I want this to sound like this. I want that to sound like that. I got an idea for a record to do this and then it transitions into that. It all came together seamlessly, so right. this one for sure. Do you feel like putting, this is your first release on your own label. Do yes. you feel like that kind of gave you that creative license to go do whatever you wanted and you didn't have to answer anybody? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I always was able to do what I wanted musically, but this was even more freedom. You know, this was able to really just move around and say, hey, I'm, I'm taking the reins solo dolo. And of course, that brings more pressure, that brings more responsibility, that brings all these different elements that people at home may or may not know. But at the same time, it's totally worth it. It's, it's worth everything that comes with it. So now I'm put you on the spot because yeah. you said you freestyle every day. Oh. Like you're washing dishes, whatever. So uh -oh. I, you know, I, Prince, I want a beat and, it, and oh I, I want to, yeah, like that. This is not on the playlist, it's not on the set list. Right. Well, but I just want to, uh, oh, she want me to freestyle. Yeah, yeah. She want me to freestyle that I walk into that. Yeah, Room full good. of fans that I walk in the rap. It's off of the top, like if I was off with the hat, still be freestyling. See how I'm talking to that? <laughs> Flow is conversational. I talk when I rap. I give you words, you give them back. It's all for the raps, all for the fans, it's all for the people and how we moving. And hopefully they get it and they stick within the movement. Mm. Within it and it's all there seamless. I'm on a B-side screen. See this? Tell her I love her, tell her you now how addicted we can both get. You strung off the long and me up a semi-crochet. You be on your chop, go man off whatever. You had the planet fitness and you shave it off your measurements. Call in a sweet potato paddle where you let me in. Even though I can't fit it all, ain't a better fit. Double meaning still around, double up throughout the day, double seasoning your style, baby. Talking with your hands and have me switching up your name. And tell your friends that all of my friends feel the same. Because models is a given, know that off the luck. But all we want is just some women who could cook. Said all we want is just some women who could cook, right? Said all we want is just some women who could cook, right? Walking around the kitchen and your Vickies get us hugged. Cause all we want is just some women who could cook. That's one of my uh, favorite tracks on the album, too. Mine, too. Um, so, <laughs> Thank you. It, it's funny because you're like, you don't want models anymore. 
You're growing up. What we do. You do still want models. <laughs> but you want models if you could. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're just saying we got to be a little more than, than just that. Than just that. It got to be more okay. than just a scroll right. on the ground. You've got to have, uh, you know, something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you scroll on the ground. Yo, she's dead. Upstairs. She's dead. Okay. But a lot of loaves of bread in the okay. house, and, you know what I'm saying? Make the sandwiches. Out here. <laughs> I could do that. Well, I mean, that go, that speaks to the whole theme of the album too. And yes. and you've talked in other interviews about you know kind of how this album is not for the industry; it's just for your friends. Right. And so, is it anti-industry? No, is it no. Pushback no. against the industry? No, no, no. Okay. Not in the slightest. It really just meant the things that I'm speaking on are things that my friends more than anyone can relate to, mm -hmm. more so than ever before. You take the Salvation, you take A Dream Deferred, you take all the other mixtapes and different things I've done in between. You can relate to those things, and, and my friends relate to them for sure, but this one, my friends were calling when the album came out, and they were mm -hmm. like, yo, this is nuts, <laughs> because, yo, you spoke about when we was da-da-da-da-da, and when so-and-so had the thing in the locker, and so-and-so did this, and so-and-so did that, and, you know, and, and they loved it. They loved that it was them in the, even the cover, you know, mm -hmm. even the cover art, those are my real friends on the cover. So when I showed my friends the cover, they was like, oh, that's crazy, that's crazy. But I showed them on the phone and a text, mm -hmm. and then when it came out, they were calling me like, yo, you really put this out? I'm like, yeah, stupid, I told you I was putting it out. <laughs> like, like, you know I mean? like, they was like, yo, that's crazy. You put me in Best Buy, you put me on iTunes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. My friends aren't in the industry at all. Okay. They, uh, they're, you know, more so into life, you know. So they're not industry. They don't know much about the industry. They don't know much about, you know, uh, being in, in music. And they know what's on the radio, whether they like it or not. And then they know me. Okay. You know? So I know that you talked, and we didn't really talk about this earlier, but you've, um, you're from Clinton Hill, Bed-Stuy? Yeah, it was called Bed-Stuy Bed when Bed I was growing up. Yeah. Clinton Clint Hill was a creation. Right, they, they moved the line, and, yeah. then, um, and then I actually and then South moved Jamaica? South Jamaica, Queens. Yeah, yeah, shout out to South Jamaica one time. I, I, when, I was, uh, when I was in high school, I moved out to South Jamaica, Queens. So how did it feel like having this almost, I don't want to say privileged, but privileged lifestyle, and then having friends that had all of these different experiences, mm -hmm. did you, you know, sometimes they say like there's um, survivor's guilt, or like mm -hmm. there's this like feeling like, gosh, I wish I could help them more, or, right. you know, how did that feel? Oh, uh, well, you know, I speak about that a lot on the album. Mm -hmm. I think as far as being, you know, privileged, I think for me that was more so having more than one parent. For me, that was the biggest key. You know, my privilege came from having more than one parent. So we may have had the same amount of money. We may have had the same whatever. We may have was, you know, me and A was going half on the hero while we passed by the heroes. Like, we were splitting a hero in half when we were 13, 14. Like, those are what I'm speaking about. So we had the same money. But, you know, I may have had more parents than my other friends, you know. And, and for me, that was the, a huge privilege. And I speak about it on the album as far as somewhat feeling guilty at certain times or whatever. But, um, yeah, for, for me growing up, I just tried to, whatever it was that I knew outside of them, I tried to bring to the circle and vice versa. And it just, it, it turned us into what we became, for better or worse. Some people say it, we doing all right. Some people still, you know, look at some of us a certain way, but we're all here and we made it to see past certain ages and we defied the odds. A lot of my friends, I have a lot of friends who sadly didn't, but for the most part, I have a lot of friends who will. We, we defied the odds. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And it was falling out the sky like if Dougie Fresh was performing And we already had too much and so we was brushing it off With some pictures in front and back drops till like four in the morning All of this dapper dance is for your time from enjoyment I was falling on a badge and the murder of pick a name And my name fill a blank and I'm blanked and I drift away And you kiss my cold cheeks, chicks crying like I was cold cheese Would you stand up and send me your slow speech? Because money makes us happy I, I, that's, that's another one of my favorite cuts on the album. Everyone is your favorite cut. And you know what? That's how it should be. When you're buying music, that's how it should be as a fan. It should be, you should be like, that's my favorite. Next one. That's my favorite. No, that's my favorite. You know? So, I mean, you had some, like, Black Thought, Bilal, Jada Kids. Yeah. So, you know, talk about your relationships in, in the whole business. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, you know, relationships are everything in this. And uh, what happens is the further you get along, the more relationships you make and the more, you know, you build as far as your brand, as far as your talent, word traveling and all that type of stuff. And what happens is the guys and girls that you grow up listening to become your friends, become your peers, become people that you rub shoulders with at events. And, you know, you go from memorizing every Jadakiss verse on a clue tape to being at events with them and, you know, taking flicks and switching numbers and then that turns into hanging out and bugging out in the studio and that turns into music getting made. So, you know, it becomes all these ideas where when you're growing up, I wish I could, you know, work with Jada, work with this one, work with that one, and then it becomes something because of what you did. These guys come up to you and show love and are like, yo, you get busy, I got you, let's get it. And that goes for so many artists that I've had the pleasure to work with, you know, and it's not something I take lightly, it's something that I'm able to hang my hat on, you know, I'm able to really sit there and say, wow, like, I've been able to accomplish a lot in this because of the fans, because of the support that they've shown and, you know, the response, the attention and all those different things that trickle out to these artists and these relationships and because of the work that I put in and what I've been blessed to be able to do. What was your first feature where you was like, oh my God. Oh man, my first feature. Um, I would probably, I mean, definitely early stuff with Talib, uh, Jill Scott. Yeah. Jill Scott was the wild one. That was like, whoa, we did that? Like, <laughs> that was, you know what I mean? Like, like I had a bunch of features, you know, before that, but, you know, building with Jill, and now that that's my homie, like, shout to Jilly. Building with her and, and you know, yeah, let's kick it. Yo, let, let's let's make some music. Word, okay, I got some music right now. You want to make it up? So, you know, um, being able to do that, you know, uh, John Legend, Raheem Devon, uh, you know, it's a lot of different people, but right. that's yeah, that, that meant a lot. Well, one of the things I've noticed in, in, in my dealings with you is you have an incredible business sense and professionalism. So, like, do you have advisors, or is that all you, or like? You know? Oh, it's it's me. I do have uh, I do have certain people around me, you know. Uh, but a lot of it is me, not because I'm running around and trying to do the most, and I can do it on my own. Nah, I don't think anyone can do anything on their own. It's just for me, for one, I like the vision that I have to be executed a certain way. And I bring people on board like who see the vision and they have similar 2020 and they, they get involved the same way. As much as I love the Michael Jackson aesthetic, I love the Quincy Jones aesthetic of being behind the scenes and really putting something together and helping other people ignite and kickstart their thing. And you know, that, that means a lot to me. I have a lot of ideas. Some of them make sense for me and some of them make sense for others. So if I'm able to implement those creative ideas in any way possible, whether it's for me or working with Prince or working with Sean or working with whoever, as long as the creativity is out, I'm good, you know? Now she praying murder deals, turn to murder hills, pray before we spray. Hope it work for real, call it a shot.
first generation rich. Hands digging in his bag, trying to make it stick. FGR, first generation rich. I'll be the first and the last if I can stay with this. FGR, we all try and get it. We all try and get it. Yeah. And it's okay if money makes rich. us happy. Exactly. Right? <laughs> see, I, don't to go. I, I see it. I see it. Mm -hmm. You know, first generation rich, if people don't know, that, that's your, your label. Yes. And over the course of your career, you've had licensing deals with HBO and ESPN. Yeah. And restaurants and yeah. video games. So talk about that a little bit. Lights stay on. Oh, goals. Let me see. Well, to continue to do what I'm doing, like all the things that we just mentioned, and also just to put the music out there as much as possible and infiltrate as many different worlds. You know, to be able to hear Sky Zoo, who's a lyrical artist and whatever you want to call it, on a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial, you know, or an EA Sports game, or a 2K game, or, you know, ESPN baseball playoffs, so whatever, the different things that I've been able to do, HBO Entourage, you know, for me, that's the checkmate right there, you know, because Allegedly, the guys who get those spots and, and, you know, whoever sits at those tables are conforming to the norm, you know? And for me, being able to make the music that I want to make and stand the way I want to stand and stand tall at the same time, to still be able to sit at those tables, that's what it all comes down. To get it and still have your integrity. Absolutely. <laughs> are you planning on putting out any artists of your own on your label? Absolutely. I feel like an artist deserves the time and attention that they foresee for themselves in their career. You know, to be an artist sitting on the back burner is the worst feeling in the world. And I want to be able to dedicate as much as I can to said artists, whoever said artist is. So I have certain people that I work with for sure. Uh, there's an artist by the name of Kay Cola who's all over my album. She's somebody who I work with real heavy. Uh, a couple other people who I'm looking at, but I want to be able to devote as much time to them as possible while they're able to do their thing on their own and walk their own road and their own path. But, you know, I, I definitely want to work with other artists moving forward. I'm also very picky. I'm also very picky as far as, you know, what I like, regardless of anybody else is really into it a lot or not. I can see the vision and say, okay, the way it is now may be a harder pill to swallow, but I know how to finesse that. I'm picky at the same time, but I'm, I'm, the thing about it is I'm still a fan. You know, I think anyone who's creative, whether it's music, you know, uh, film, fashion, art, anyone who's in the arts and creative, you have to remain a fan first. The minute that you're no longer a fan is the minute that you lose your ground because you don't know what's out there. So if I don't listen to anything, if I'm not a fan and I don't listen to nobody, I don't know what's going on. These kids could be out here cooking, getting busy, <laughs> and I'm chilling, you know, slowly working on the next album, and I'm not aware that, mm -hmm. you know, Ace Clark got a mixtape, and this guy, I, I don't, I gotta be aware, you know? So I gotta know these kids is cooking, so I can be in the kitchen too, you know? So I gotta be a fan for We all in for the winter till the parade is gone. We gone, and the drivers with the roof peeled. The AC on, providing how the truth feels. Cold, chilly, chill like I demean to be. Cause all of this here is really about the scenery. Sightseeing's like window shopping. You might see it and proceed to believe it. You bust a move, a move. Might be it like the intro got it. Might be it and proceed to believe it. It takes you to be you. All right, so. I feel crazy because there's so much more that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I hear you're a big Wire fan. Absolutely. Um, that A Love Supreme is your favorite album? 
Love Supreme, absolutely. Like, but I so appreciate you coming through. Thank so you. You're going to give us one more song later. I'm Ro Johnson, and I hope you've enjoyed spending this time in our studio. Massive gratitude to Sky Zoo and his crew for treating us to an hour of the vibrant lyricism and instrumentality he's known for. And be sure to check out more at skyzoothewriter.com. He's also on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, and all that. So go check him out, support his music, and be sure to go to youtube.com slash BrickTV to check out this and past episodes of B-Side. Be sure to also tune in every Thursday, next Thursday included, and hear the best music our borough has to offer. Until then, be good Brooklyn. Good night. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon-Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mullet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Now watch the city fall in love with us. Hey, Clyde Frazier with the hand skills. Ha, the rings, baby, double up. Yeah, all the same bow mains out south for a week straight, frying like we ain't rich. Hey, better chick you ever seen in your life. Pulling bottles all night like she want a chip. Hey, you know we here for the luxury. Damn, you know we here for the luxury.